welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today our topic is Fourth Wing chapters 22 to 24. What do you think? <laughs> Things are heating up, Sadie. Physically. <laughs> Physically, plot, plot wise, a little bit slow. But yeah, I'm constantly entertained by the will they, won't they dynamic mm-hmm. at play. So I loved these. I love these. I love these too. And I feel like they're really, they, there was relationship steps. Of course, the first chapter, but I also think like in the last chapter that we read, which we'll get into. Um, so I'm super excited, but uh, we are both recording obviously virtually today, but from completely new location. We are about as far away as you can possibly get from each other in the continental United States. <laughs> I think if other than me being in like literal Miami, I think we yeah. don't, we really are. So Izzy <laughs> yeah. is back in her hometown in Seattle. And I'm down south in my hometown, Greenville, South Carolina. Yes, yes. And in real time, Thanksgiving is in two days, which is why we're both home. But in but what when we release this, everyone will have already had their Thanksgivings. So happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, we should have said that on our last episode. I know. Happy Thanksgiving. Because um, it's coming out tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> but um, I was just thinking as I was stating where we are, like our little teenager selves growing up in those respective cities, like would we have ever imagined that one day we'd have a, a bestie on the other side of the world or country? <laughs> I I would not. I don't think you're probably one of the first people I had ever met from South Carolina. So definitely yeah. not. I'm definitely um, one of the top ones from the state. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, yeah, actually, the only other time I I've never met someone from Washington. But when I was younger, I actually did have a friend who graduated. Um, I don't know why I said graduated. She moved <laughs> to Washington. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You met her in, in our Austin girls trip. Um, she now lives there. And she also has a podcast. I should plug. It's like a health and wellness nutrition podcast. I forgot what it's called. It is crazy, though, how you can have so much in common with someone who grew up in such a completely different area like seattle and the south (laughs) could not be more different um but sadie i haven't really haven't really talked to you since last week so i feel like we should share our thanksgiving plans even though this will come out after thanksgiving what are you and your family what are you guys up to do you guys have any fun traditions um i mean our Thanksgiving is pretty we don't have any specific traditions really our family is it's pretty standard Thanksgiving my dad does all the cooking 
uh, which is nice. Um, my my brother's boyfriend, who's now comes to every Thanksgiving, like he's brought cranberry sauce, which I never had before, and I'm obsessed with now. So like that's honestly my highlight for Thanksgiving every year now is when he brings his cranberry sauce. Um, well, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. Like my brother and his boyfriend will come over. John's flying down tomorrow. And we'll just, like, all hang out at the house, watch football, eat snacks, eat all day, basically. That sounds like a nice, traditional Thanksgiving. But the highlight of my hometown visit, well, is two things. Tomorrow I'm going to go see my friend's wedding dress. Can't wait. Um, <gasps> Yay! Yeah, I'm really excited. And then Saturday, I'm, it's my homecoming, and I'm going back to college for my first time since I graduated. And that is so crazy. The, yeah, it's the rivalry game. I haven't gone to a game um, in my, in my, on my college campus, like a home game, in, since I graduated. And I'm so excited. It'll be John's first time going. Like, and John, ugh, he freaking splurged. He bought, like, really, really good seats. So I'm very excited. Like 50 yard line, 30 rows up. He's crazy. I love that. Go Gamecocks. Go Gamecocks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you? <laughs> um, We don't do that much either. Honestly, I know, I feel like a lot of my college friends are from like smaller towns or like neighborhoods where they do, they see a ton of people and like go crazy like the night before Thanksgiving um I grew up like in the city of Seattle and my high school was from people like all over like the like the extended Seattle area so it's not just not that same type of environment and since I graduated college my parents have moved out more towards the mountains so it's about an hour for me to actually get into the city of Seattle now anyway um so I really just spend a lot of time with my family and it's really nice when I'm home being so close to like hiking trails and stuff. And so I can just like after work, go on like a really scenic hike, go do like a little hike run. Um, I, I like miss that a lot being in the Midwest. So it's nice just being in nature. It's very like relaxing and peaceful. And then I'll see one of my closest friends, Emily. Oh, yeah, Emily. She was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Or Verity. Or Colleen. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. Um, I'll see her tomorrow. And then on Thanksgiving, um, we're actually doing a restaurant Thanksgiving this year. I think my mom just didn't really want to cook, which I get. After now, like, hosting Friendsgivings, I'm like, now I get why moms get stressed out on holidays. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot, lot to do. So we're going with my grandpa. We're going with my grandpa um, to a restaurant and then seeing my grandma in the evening. And then, yeah, it'll that be chill. so nice. That sounds so nice. Yeah. I do. You mentioned the Wednesday night going out thing, and I feel like people do that here too, but I I have no desire to, like, run into anyone from here that I don't – I have not already intentionally reached out to to see. I feel that you same know? way. I feel that same way. I actually actively avoid people from high school if I don't <laughs> keep in touch with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
like I yeah I reach out to the people who I want to see they already know how I'm doing you know like I don't yeah. need to run into anyone else so yeah um, I, I feel the same way I feel the same way oh and really quickly before we get into our chapters I have one quick book review I posted this on our Instagram story ooh. but I finished I finished this book called Song of Achilles I bought it at that romance bookstore in Chicago um which is really cute and it wasn't actually like a big romance book it's like a greek mythology book but written from a different pov it's basically about the trojan war but written written about someone that you wouldn't you don't really know from like history textbooks or anything um and i really loved it so i i recommend i think i gave it an 8.5 out of 10 it was really really good yeah that's good over a six so I have to add it to the list I yeah. li- I literally have a problem and the other day I was complaining to John I was like oh I just feel like I don't really read much anymore like I just haven't been reading I don't know what to do and he's like well just read right now why don't you just read right now like you're just sitting here <laughs> talking about reading like just read right now and I was like oh okay and you know what I picked up what Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) I literally have endless books in my bookshelf that I really need to get around reading. Like, I have barely read any of them. But there's just something about the time of the year. Like, over the summer, I was like, oh, I want to read this. I want to read this. I want to read all these new books. And, like, now it's cold and It's that time of year. Gray, and I'm just like, I just want to read Harry Potter and curl up with a hot cup of coffee you know it's that time of year you know men are men are such simple creatures sometimes i i I wish i thought like them like oh i'm i want to read why don't i just pick up a book i'm stressed about working why don't i just do some work you know like yes (laughs) so true so true um all right let's get into it because i have a lot of notes yeah let's get into it buckle up everyone the first chapter is the best, to be honest. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> and I also, I also have a lot to say about the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, we have to start with our quote. Are you prepared this time? Um, I have my book with me. I just wasn't open to the right page. What are we on, chapter 22? 22. Oh, my God, I opened right to that page. That was so oh, fortuitous. Okay. okay. It's the, it's the Reese Grease. okay so this quote is the first rush of power is unmistakable the first time it forms to you surrounds you with a seemingly endless supply of energy you'll be addicted to the high to the possibilities of all you can do with it to the control you hold in the palm of your hand but here's the thing that power can quickly turn and control you and that is from the book of brennan I thought for sure she's going to get her signet. I know. I don't think I realized that channeling is different than getting your signet. Like, I thought it all yeah. happened at one time. Me so too. So that was disappointing. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> same. I was so excited. But here we go. So the chapter opens and it's, oh, let me just remind you. End of chapter 21 was the end of that battle brief class where they didn't talk about that battle that she read about on the scroll that she was delivering. 
you know, if you're not following, it's fine. Um, <laughs> listen to the last episode. <laughs> yeah, listen to the last episode. Um, so this chapter opens, and it's now December, which I don't know why feels like it's two months later. I don't really know. This is the first time we now have, like, timestamps. So it's December. Does it always still- feel weird when in mythical or, like, fantasy worlds, they're like, oh, it's December. Like, I'm like, you still call it December? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, they don't have their own calendar. I feel like that there's just, like, some some basics that authors yeah. know. Like, if I'm going to go crazy with this mythical world, like, I have to stick with some of the foundational knowledge so people know what's happening. So, like, they know it's cold out right now. I'm saying it's December. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah. Um. So Violet has not been able to channel any powers at this point, uh, nor has the Summerton battle that I was referencing been brought up in Battle Brief still, which is making her start to think, what else doesn't make it to Battle Brief? And Violet is practicing on the mat with Rhiannon, telling her to stop taking it so easy on her because matches will resume after winter solstice. And Zayden shows up and Vi makes a smart-ass comment to him as usual. And Rhiannon starts to get a little uneasy about how aggressively she comes after the shadow wielder wing leader, she calls him, and tells her she needs to start channeling that aggression in the ring. She's not wrong. Like, anytime Zayden, like, appears, she just, like, flips him off or says something sassy. And I'm just like, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. I was like, he's actually been really helpful. Um, it still reminds me, and we made this comparison very early on in the book. It reminds me of the dynamic between the two main characters in Divergent. Four is like the leader, one of the people high up in the Dauntless faction. And then Triss like has this banter with him and everyone's like, oh my God, like you talk to him that way. It's the very much the same. Yeah. And I was reminded of that because... Divergent was on TV last night, and I watched some of it. <laughs> There's nothing better than when just when a good movie just comes on TV, like live TV. I there is not nothing live, better, but just real. Sh- random shout out, but I just on the plane home watched the first half of the last season of The Crown, and it was so good. I was openly weeping. So if anyone's looking for wow. a show for like, you know, Christmas time at home, The Crown, this last season is so good. It is so good. So I've never watched that show, but there must be a resurgence of people watching it because I have seen clips all over TikTok lately. Well, the last so season just, just came out. Oh, uh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not a resurgence, just a... <laughs> Surgeons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. We'll back back into it. So, as they're getting back to practice, Violet and Rhiannon, I can't help but be distracted by the shirtless Zayden sparring next to her against Garrick. She goes on literally a two paragraph <laughs> drool fest. Dude, it was a page and, and a half. Time. It was a page and a half. I was like, oh my, at this point, I get it. Like, it was so long. She describes every single one of his muscles. 
until Violet like or until Rhiannon like whacks her in the head. Yeah, it was a little bit excessive. It was so much, but um, but then Rhiannon sees what Violet was staring at, and she just joins in too. <laughs> and then Dane finally chimes in and snaps them out of it and tells them to get back to work. He's glaring, making eye contact, uh, specifically at Violet. Uh, and apparently he hasn't talked to her since Amber was killed, which doesn't really make any sense because that that really wasn't Violet's fault. Um, but she's back to battling with Rhiannon, who sweeps her off her feet, and Violet slams on her back on the mat, wind knocked out of her. And that's when Jack, Jack Harlow, you know, he must have really gotten his confidence back after a few days with his dragon, or a few months with his dragon. Um, he chimes in and says, and that is the rider Tarn chose. I'm starting to think he chose wrong, but considering I haven't seen you wield any powers, I bet you're thinking the same thing too. Aren't you, Soringale? Shouldn't you have twice the ability to channel with two dragons? He starts approaching Violet, who is still trying to catch her breath on the floor, and Liam steps in between them, and Zayden comes up behind her. They're all there to protect. And there's some banter, but I'm so glad I wrote this specific note down because it does come up within these chapters. But at one point, one of Jack's friends like randomly offers him a um, <laughs> slice of orange. <laughs> and yeah. Jack, Jack pushes his wrist away and says, get that shit away from me. Do you want me to end up in the infirmary? And I was just like, that seems so random. <laughs> I think that's going to come up later. It, yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, so they're in the middle of this, like, you know, back and forth. And his friend is just like orange. And then Jack just <laughs> announces to everyone that he's deathly allergic to oranges. Like, that is so, so obvious. I don't like it's it, it was not. This was clever. a This was not clever. Um, and I had this thought several times throughout these chapters but i i need to move on from jack from harlow jack. being the main villain he's embarrassing like he just makes me almost cringe because he's such a bad villain at this point like you're allergic to oranges come on <laughs> like, i literally wrote so lame weird will oranges be his downfall lmao <laughs> And oranges, oranges were his downfall. And a villain that can be taken down by an orange is not a villain that I care to take seriously. <laughs> and every time she like, we're really skipping ahead to their match, but every time she like fights him and he like comes at her and she like gets him and, and you know, scrapes him with her knife. He's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, he's a weenie. He's a weenie. He's a weenie. Okay, anyway, so Jack is, is kind of trying to challenge her. He's telling her the only reason he hasn't taken her out yet is because of her protectors, a.k.a. Liam and Zayden. And Violet says, you ran. That day on the field, you fucking ran when it was three on one. And we both know when it comes down to it, you'll run again. That's what cowards do. And he lunges for her, but Liam pushes him off the mat, out the door, and Zayden's shadows slam the door closed behind him. <sighs> and then fucking Dane says, 
what the hell were you thinking egging him on like that as he like marches towards her finally ready to talk to her so zayden steps in between them his back to dane just like completely shutting dane out and ignoring his comment to violet and he's mad and looks at violet and he's like why aren't you wearing your dragon scale vest because she had taken it off to dry because she has to clean it sometimes and since she was just battling rhiannon she and liam was there she felt like she was safe um and before she responds because she doesn't know if she can trust Aiden, i don't know how tarn like speaks in her mind and says to and tells her to trust him yeah also zayden had a had a mic drop line that I think already happened. Maybe, maybe oh. we're still getting to okay, it, but I, ahead. I think it already happened. Um, when Dane was getting all mad at Violet for talking back to Jack Harlow and like egging him on, Zayden. Oh, oh I know the line. Said, it's next. It's oh, it's next. next. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, Dane chimes in and says, "Wing leader Ryerson. She's she's just not used to the bond yet. She'll learn how to block it out." And um, because she like can't focus because Tarn is in her head. So there's been a lot of dialogue here, um, but she keeps like getting slapped around or whatever. But it's because she can't focus because of Tarn. And he's like, you need to learn how to block it out, like figure it out. And, and Dane all of a sudden is trying to be hero. And he's like, she'll learn, she'll learn. And Zayden responds, you choose the oddest times to defend her, Aetos, and the most convenient times not to. It's so true. He only, Dane only defends Violet to Zayden. That's the only time he like stands up for her. And it's so weird. Yeah. Because that's the only person she doesn't need protection from. Yeah. I literally wrote in all caps, burn. (laughs) I have to say, I already said I'm done with Jack Harlow as a villain. And I'm done with, I'm done with Dane as a person like I'm done with him being around he's just like an annoying little gnat he always says the wrong thing like he's now just like constantly annoying um he's just annoying I agree I don't really get his purpose now even more because they're not even friends I literally think his only his only purpose will be he's going to be used against her at some point and that's when he'll come back into play but violet doesn't like him anymore they're not really friends he's obviously not a love interest he's just irritating yeah i'm more interested in something maybe happening with liam so that zayden can get jealous that's so i'm kind of obsessed i'm kind of obsessed with liam oh really it said at one point she said just in passing she was like i just wish i would be able to channel so that Liam can stop pretending that he can't (laughs) it's like he's been pretending he's been pretending that he doesn't have powers yet to make Violet feel better and that is a supportive friend go to the yeah yeah so that he doesn't have to go to the cars class also the professor car is the uh wielding instructor so when you start having powers you go to his class but every time I see car I just think of coach car from mean girls oh my god you're right you're right (laughs) that's gonna be in my head now too add that to our add that to our unhinged casting we have oh my god we have jack Jack harlow as jack barlow we have 
Dean from Gilmore Girls as Dane. We have the little dragon from Dragon Tales as Antarna. Now we have <laughs> Coach Carr from Mean Girls. <laughs> Wait, I love that so much. I love that. Anyway, Dane is just like silent, stunned, because obviously he mic dropped on him. And so Zayden just turns back to Violet and says, do us both a favor and put the fucking armor back on and storms away. In her mind, she can hear in in her mind, Violet can hear from Tarn, you held your own and controlled your temper temper. And then Andarna says, She's ready. And then Tarn says, She's ready. And I literally wrote, Ah <laughs> I I was excited also. Um and sorry if it feels like I'm just poking holes in everything, but this was this. I was like, this is the scene though where she proved she was ready. I didn't even feel like she did that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess she could have. I mean, she didn't really do much to Zayda, and I guess historically, well, during the scene, I feel like she was having a lot of annoyed thoughts about the both Dane and Zayden, and she didn't say them. She reasoned mm. with Zayden and explained exactly why she didn't have it on and, you know, whatever. I don't know. It wasn't that dramatic. It should have been, like, when she beat Jack Harlow or something. In a yeah. Battle. I'm not mad about it. I was excited she got her powers, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let this one so, go. Yeah, so the chapter jumps to Violet back in her room, brushing her hair, when all of a sudden a wave of energy consumes her. She falls to the ground trying to breathe until the pain subsides. But once it finally does, the feeling of power underneath her fingertips does not. This, oh, I wrote, this reminds me. Okay, so what I pictured, this was like two pages or something of like them describing the pain she's feeling as it takes over her body. Um, Yeah. And what I pictured is the scene in Breaking, Breaking Dawn? What's the last Twilight? Breaking Dawn. Yeah. When she turns into a vampire and they do the clip where you see the venom like taking over her, her, uh, oh, yeah, 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 everything. That's what I pictured as like the power was like forcing through her. I really, I watched all the Twilight movies like a month or so ago and it's just really fresh, fresh in my mind. Fresh. Those Um, are good ones to watch at this time of year, also. (laughs) Yeah. This next part. I was, like, so uncomfy until, like, obviously the good part, but I was so uncomfy. Yeah. Um, same. Well, let, me, let me explain. Uh, so <laughs> she's, like, overwhelmed with power. She's like, has all these, the heat is rushing through her. She feels, like, basically lust. <laughs> she, like, swings open her door. Um, and Liam is outside her door asking if she's okay because she doesn't look like herself. She's like, just go to bed. I'm fine. And like goes back into her room. She realized that all of the. The. Lustiness. Feelings, <laughs> feelings she's having are what is what Tarn is feeling because him and Sigail are up to something. And <laughs> once she's sure that Liam's gone. Afraid to see anyone, 
um she she doesn't want i'm sorry she afraid to see anyone she like darts out of her room and like i don't know where she was heading like just outside to get air she doesn't want to see anyone because she's afraid she'll take out tarn's feelings on someone else so let's just which... let's just double click on this <laughs> i'm struggling so much to explain what's happening she is secondhand turned on from her dragon who i've started to think of as like an uncle or a, a father grandpa a grandpa it's it's very weird <laughs> like let's so just weird. take a minute to acknowledge that is so weird she is literally horny she might as well be like listening to porn from her grandpa like it <laughs> that's oh, what it feels like that's what it feels yeah. like it feels like if you like could hear your parents like doing this it just is it's oh, weird God. it's a weird oh, it's a weird i know it's a weird platform for rebecca to use to like push along the plot point of like of her and zayden um it is very strange so this is one of the things you just have to turn your brain off when you're reading mm-hmm. and just enjoy the plot just i push that back to side yeah and obviously we're complaining about it now but i have to say i've I've been poking holes in this chapter, but I was having such a bad day on Saturday and I was flying home reading these chapters and I was like kicking my feet giddy, like smiling when I was reading it in real time. So yeah, once, they were, I, it, once I like, once I moved past the tar and peace, I was like, it, it, you know what I mean? I just like ignored, ignored that. Um, We block the stopped, things out we I don't st- want to hear. That's what exactly. we do on this podcast. I, yeah, exactly. I stopped trying to think of it as horniness and more as just like whatever. <laughs> Another yeah. feeling. Um, but anyway, so she runs outside only to only to find Zayden, of course. He's smoking charum, which I don't know if that's a real thing, but I just presume it's the fantasy version of weed. I assume the same. And he says, want some? Unless you're here to continue our earlier argument. In that case, none for you. (laughs) And I wrote, none for you, Glen Coco. (laughs) Mean Girls references are strong. Who knew? (laughs) Um, So he tells her, she's like, you can't smoke that. It's against the rules. And he he tells her that the people who made that rule uh were not mated with Sigale or bonded with Sigale and Tarn and he explains that it helps it'll help her distance herself from Tarn so not only could you like block him out but it helps cloud up that boundary even more so you don't get secondhand horny and (laughs) she leans on the stone wall next to him declining the smoke and says I feel like I'm on fucking fire to which Zayden laughs and Violet is metaphorically drooling again. Um, and I feel like I've skipped over her thoughts a lot about how entranced she is with Zayden. Like a lot of times there's literally paragraphs or like one-off sentences here and there where she's just like talking about 
how obsessed she is with him. And so I just want to read this one quote to reaffirm to our listeners, like, where Violet's at when it comes to Zayden. Okay. So she's, she's thinking this. Zayden, while brooding and bossy, dangerous and lethal, is a toe-curling sight that makes my pulse quicken. But Zayden laughing, his head thrown back with a smiling curve, smile curving his mouth, is drop-dead beautiful. My stupid, foolish heart feels like there's a fist around it, squeezing tight. There is nothing I wouldn't sacrifice, nothing I wouldn't give to have one unguarded moment with this man I'm going to be tethered to for the rest of our lives. Damn. That about sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's down Um, bad yeah (laughs) so his eyes meet hers and he says oh violence you're going to have to learn to shield against Tarn or his escapades with Segale will drive you mad or into someone's bed and she mentions that she is not looking forward to having to see Liam again after this and before she can clarify that they did not sleep together, Zayden shows a little bit of jealousy. So, like, the way she says, oh, I don't want to see, yeah, you're right, like, I don't want to see Liam again after tonight, makes him think that, like, maybe maybe she did find her way into his bed because of this. And it was nice to see Zayden be a little jealous. We're um, always rooting for love triangles on I this love podcast. Love triangles. I love it. I love it. Um, she starts losing her balance as more rushes of lust come consume her, which she's just the most unstable person I've ever met. But Zayden <laughs> wraps his arms around her waist to steady her and decides to give her a crash course lesson in how to shield. Yeah, which I feel like the actual like methods method of shielding we can maybe skim over because it wasn't. It was just like shutting a door basically in your mind. But what really stuck out to me was when she did it, he told her that she was astonishing at it. Like it takes most people weeks. And that is a really nice compliment to give someone telling them they're astonishing at something. That's not a word that people use a lot. And I'm going to start using it because I was like, wow, that is such a nice compliment. Yeah. My two, my two favorite quotes, besides the astonishing one, because that was the third. My, my other two favorite quotes were like right before he started teaching her, which was the, they were having some banter where he's like, basically like, I'll teach you if you ask me nicely and like, trust me, you want me to teach you and blah, blah, blah. And Violet says, Zayden. Would you pretty, pretty please teach me how to shield before I accidentally climb you like a tree and we both wake up with regrets? And I was like, oh my God, Violet. She like literally does not give a fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he like when he goes to start doing it, he grabs her face, like cups her cheeks in his hands and she goes, it requires touching me. And Zayden says, not at all. Just one of the perks of not thinking too clearly. You have incredibly touchable skin. And I was like, oh my God, it's heating up. He also has it so bad for her too. Well, he, 
he's you know also secondhand horny a little bit yeah that's true but he does <laughs> he still does i know it yeah um but yes the best line was him telling her that she's astonishing which was so sweet and his after he says that his thumbs start stroking the side of her face his eyes flashing to her lips he draws her forward and he snaps out of it and takes a step back and he's like fuck like touching you is a bad idea blah 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 this is a bad idea we'll regret it it will be the worst and then he just says fuck it and they kiss and it's so good i honestly didn't see it coming so soon Maybe I'm just used to Akatar's speed and everything moves faster in this book. But I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But it was great. I feel like this Um, kiss, like, really breaks down the boundaries for them. Because I know, like, after this, they have, like, a period of where he's, like, trying to be Mr. Professional. But, like, when they are together, I feel like they're way more comfortable with each other because of the kiss. You see it more and more. Part of the reason I was so giddy reading these chapters was because of the banter that you just talked about. Like it's getting mm-hmm. it's getting more like they're in sync with each other. Like they're just like more bouncing sensors. off each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just loving their chemistry overall. The one thing I yeah. would change is the violence nickname. Shame that really yeah. stuck stuck like glue, but the scene was great. Yeah, I don't like the nickname. You're so right. Um, but this is like a full out, full on makeout session. He's like whispering her name in between kisses. She's like His against hands. the wall. Yeah, she's against the wall, and he lifts her up. Her her legs wrapped around his waist. Um, it's like two whole pages of intense makeout until he abruptly steps away and sets her down. And out of breath, he's like, you have to go. I refuse to act on desire that isn't yours. So you have to walk back up those steps now. So dramatic. Yeah. I mean, I guess we know because we've been reading, like you said, like a page and a half at a time of how obsessed she is with him that she's not just acting on this secondhand feeling. But Zayden doesn't know that. And probably from yeah. his point of view, she's always like yelling at him or flipping him off. So, yeah, you know, he, he probably he has like, no idea. This isn't, yeah, he was like, this isn't your want. So like, I, I feel like he kind of thinks of it as like a consent thing. Like she's not in a totally place where she can consent right now. So they can't be doing this. Um, so he tells her to leave. He says, I can't leave you out here. So on i can't leave you out here on your own so have a little mercy on me and go i was like damn and she does and the last line is tomorrow's going to suck (laughs) i liked that part that was very real you like are coming down from a high of a situation you're like oh i'm gonna regret that later okay (laughs) cool we've all been there we have all been there Okay, um, I am at the ready. Oh, you, she's on cue. And ready to go. <laughs> Chapter 23. Let's get into it. Okay. The intro quote says The most worrisome sight for any instructor is most definitely when powers backfire. 
We lost nine cadets my first year to signets that could not be controlled from their first manifestation. Pity. And that is from Major Ephendra's Guide to the Writer's Quadrant, Unauthorized Edition. There, one thing this book is going to do, it's going to tell us when things are unedited and unauthorized. And I always pay attention and I just hope it's important because I make note every single time. I know. I'm starting to think, though, because that one was like pity, I'm kind of like maybe unauthorized just means it's like a little bit more intense, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But um, I just think it just fits into the overall theme that we know that is going to happen at some point of like propaganda and yeah. the government filtering information. Um, we've also had so much discussion around not being able to c- control powers and powers killing people. And I'm just like, Violet, just please get your signet and have everything be okay so we can stop worrying about this, please. And thank you. I know. Okay. So the chapter opens with Violet sitting on Rhiannon's bed, telling her about everything that happened last night with Tarn's powers and her kiss with Zayden. Uh, They discuss what will happen when Zayden graduates at the end of the year because Violet still has two more years, but Segale and Tarn can't be away from each other and Zayden will be needed at the front lines. They're basically going to have to have a long-distance relationship. But also, Um, Violet's going to have to... They're going to have to make allowances for Violet to be out on the front lines. And Zayden's also going to have to come back to school because they're both going to have to, like, sacrifice. Because they can't be away from their dragons from that long. And their dragons won't be away from each other for that long. So, looks like they're always together. (laughs) And Violet's going to be in battle. Rhiannon also has news of her own to share. She's gotten her signet. And she can summon things. And she shows Violet by making a book on her desk disappear and then reappear in her hand. So do you have any predictions on when Rhiannon's signet will come in handy? No, but it's giving Accio. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if, um, but, but I don't think you can make it disappear with Accio. But no, it's it's cooler. It's cooler. And I I'm coming around to fully trusting Rhiannon. And I don't really know why I ever doubted her, but she has a really nice quote in this section where Violet's talking about how Zayden is the strongest writer of their time. And Rhiannon says something like for he was or like that used to be the case and Violet's like what and then Rian says because you're the strongest writer of our time Violet like you you bonded with with Tarn and I was I just thought that was so nice yeah it was it was really like women supporting women you know yeah because she's obviously also badass and killing it I am wondering if maybe she'll eventually be able to make them disappear and like move Oh, because that would come in handy. Like if she can like almost apparate, you know, but I don't know. Um, So they are headed to class when 
Liam gives her gives Violet a perfectly carved wooden figurine of Tarn, and they share a sweet hug. And I'm just I'm personally just hoping something happens with them. But what do you think? Liam is just too good of a character to waste. Like, have, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like true. they make sure to say he's attractive, he's thoughtful, he's sensitive, he's funny, he's there for Violet. So either they're going to be just really platonic best friends or something's going to happen with him, whether with Violet or someone else. He has to be someone's love interest at some point. He's just you too know, good of a character to not. Rhiannon is really the like maybe the Ron and Liam is like Hermione to Violet as Harry. Kind of. Yeah, that's true. I really like Liam. I really, really do. He's a very comforting presence. Yeah, I like him too. Even when they're talking about like tough conversations or tough topics, like he just handles it very gracefully and respectfully, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as they're walking through the hallway, Violet, of course, sees Zayden across the hall talking with the other wing leaders. And they make eye contact, but then his mouth tenses when he looks behind her. And Violet turns around to see Dane, who rushes up to her and asks to talk, of course. Which I kind of have a so little bit irrelevant. more sympathy here. I have more sympathy here. Not that yeah, great, I mean, but a little bit. They, they reach more of an understanding here, so at least they're they're good um i just having to spend pages like explaining the situation to dane and like why violet has to be okay with zayden i'm like dane you know this like she's stuck with him for life get on board yeah yeah he's basically upset that she didn't trust him to let her see the memory about amber when she let tarn show everyone because if we remember she couldn't let him see because he would see everything, including how Undarna helped her stop time, which is a big secret. So she had Tarn just show everyone the piece that is Amber letting everyone in the room. Um, and he takes responsibility for not believing her, um, but says that it was hard to believe that she was brutally attacked at the hands of a wing leader when he was finding out finding it out for the first time during formation rather than her telling him herself which i do think is a valid point now yeah. once she confirmed looked him in the eye and and was like zayden's right he should have believed her but i do understand why he was like so taken aback um well it's hard it's probably hard for him because she's his closest friend but he's been kind of unknowingly pushing her away. And then mm-hmm. she's been forming this new relationship with Zayden and Dane clearly hates Zayden, but Violet's forming a bond with him and Dane can't understand it. And it's hard seeing a friendship change. And I just feel like Dane's been, I mean, obviously handling everything terribly, but um, it's like uncharted waters of how they're supposed to navigate the relationship right now because they're not as close as they used to be and like feelings tend to get hurt in that area you know when dynamics aren't known no yeah I totally agree I I did it did just make me understand Dane's point of view in this one moment 
But in all yeah. the other moments, he still is just failing. <laughs> um, but I wrote a bunch here, but I really think that like the main part is Violet's next mic drop moment, which is um, she says, when you told me this place strips everything away from you to reveal what's underneath, I was afraid. What if underneath the brittle bones and fragile ligaments, there was just more weakness? Only this time I wouldn't be able to blame my body. And Dane tries to cut her off and say he's never seen her as weak, which is just false. And he, she yeah. said, don't you get it? It doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what I think. And you were, you were right, but the writer's quadrant stripped away the fear and even the anger about being thrown into this quadrant and it revealed who I really am at my core Dane I'm a writer Tarn knew it Undarna knew it it's why they chose me and until you can stop looking for ways to keep me in a glass cage we aren't going to get past this no matter how many years of friendship we have between yeah and I thought Dane actually made a good point after this when he is like you know Zayden is also controlling you with Liam he's literally assigned you a bodyguard and Violet was like yeah he assigned me a bodyguard because even the strongest of writers can't prevent like 30 plus enemies from attacking them that's the difference it's like the the mindset framing of it all yeah yeah um I also had one more note in that section that I picked up on that I thought was interesting when Dane was talking about how they're how Violet's family and Zayden's family just historically hate each other and and why Zayden has a reason to hate her um Violet's like I know that his father put an arrow in Brennan's chest according to battlefield reports which we can't trust those documents <laughs> we you can't, can't this literally documents. this literally told me that the the father didn't kill brennan i was like okay okay cool cool good to know they honestly didn't she didn't need to add according to the battlefield documents she could have just left it at it as is because we would have been like that's what violet thinks but i kind of i think even shows that maybe violet's questioning it you know yeah because she's never because said that before. Like been. she's talked about it. She's talked about this a few times now. She hasn't ever said according to reports. Yeah, she's never clarified. So I think like this whole thing where they're not sharing information in battle brief that she knows exists is making her kind of like maybe even subconsciously start to be like, maybe I can't trust all all the archives or whatever. Totally. So one thing that Dane says is you don't know everything there is to know about Zayden. Like he has reasons to never forgive your mother, blah, blah, blah. Kind of what we were just talking about, but it gets referenced later. Um, and Violet's like, it doesn't matter. Like our dragons are bonded. Like this is my fate. Get over it. Move on. And he comes around and puts his hands on her cheeks and says, all right, Vi, how can I argue with someone who has two badass dragons? Just conveniently a lot nicer when he has her hands on her when he has his hands on her face. And he says right before that, or not maybe not right before that, but they were fighting about the event with Amber and 
and he was like you wouldn't let me read your memories but you're gonna give it to Zayden she's like you didn't ask you lunge towards me put your hands in my face and he's like oh like I'm sorry I didn't realize I didn't ask and then he proceeds to put his hands on her face without asking and, and she I'm so confused and stressed no I I'm surprised at Violet she's usually pretty with her scribe brain and all on it and asks those clarifying questions I need her to clarify how his signet works so that I can relax yeah I think that this is gonna come around to bite her like she she is just soft when it comes to Dane like he's a long friend longest friend and she does trust him like even though he doesn't believe in her and that makes her frustrated she does trust him and that is not good for her not good for her at all no no I Um, was shocked when she let him put his hands right on her again I know me too me too uh so she finally heads to class and it's her first time going to professor coach Carr's class and he's addresses her in a very intimidating way says that they'll expect great things from her because of Tarn being her dragon and this is when you were talking about what Rhiannon says he said she says that's what I was trying to remind you earlier you're Tarn's rider you're all worried about the integrity of the wing because Ryerson might have to visit to keep his dragon happy but Violet he's not the most powerful rider of our generation you are which was cute so cute um, so the chapter jumps to January. She is training harder than ever before, but still no signet. She's won two matches without poisoning anyone. But when she sneaks out to see who her, ne- her, who her next opponent is, she feels the end coming when she sees Jack is finally going to have his opportunity to kill her. She confides in Liam about it, making him promise he won't tell Zayden. Because she has to do this alone. She says, don't worry, I'm going to use everything I have to my advantage. And then thinks, everything I have is currently in a vial tucked into the tiny pocket at my waist. So, obviously was planning to poison him. Yep, <laughs> one, thing that, one thing that Violet's going to do. <laughs> She's going to poison people. <laughs> <laughs> So later that day at the gym, they call Violet and Jack to the mat and Liam asks her to let him break his promise. And since she knows Zayden won't be able to get there in time, she lets him and he runs off to go get Zayden. And I before though, oh, oh, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say when he runs off to go get Zayden, she goes, thanks for being a great shadow. And I was like, that sounds like you're about to die. I know she was saying like death goodbyes um but I had a prediction here that I wrote that I know is not correct but I just you know for the integrity of the podcast I will say at this point I put in all caps prediction I think she manifests her signet and Jack is her first kill (gasps) I love that but that would no. have been good. I I did write this would be a good time for her to get her signet. Yeah. But no. Alas. And, alas, no. 
Um, so the professor's like, no wielding. Um, but the match begins and Jack lunges. First, that was another point I want to say is that when the, one of the first things he says is no wielding, I was like, okay, my prediction is about to be right. Like, she's going to wield yeah. her signet. But the match begins and Jack lunges first, striking out with his knife, but she slices the back of his hand, drawing the first bit of blood. Uh, her strategy is, is going to try to get him angry, get him, you know, striking sporadically so that he makes a mistake. Um, they, they go back and And Jack's forth. strategy is break all the rules. Yeah, basically. Um, he doesn't care. He wants to kill her. Um, so they go back and forth. Violet mostly playing defense, but getting getting some good cuts in. Um, he gets her on her back and goes for the death blow in the heart, which is deflected by the scales. And the and Riddick is like yelling at the professor for him breaking the rules because he's doing death blows. And um and I feel like the professor just gave like a very lazy Pull it back, Barlow. Like, doesn't he's like that's against care. the rules. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes when you break a rule in this world, you die, and sometimes they don't care. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Jack. So Jack has her pinned on the ground and her arm pinned against her back, and he whispers, "Admit it. You and I both knew it would be like this between us. Quick, embarrassingly easy, fatal. Your precious wing leader isn't here to save you." But the thought of Zayden suffering sparks her into action, and she throws her weight into a roll and frees herself from his grip, kicks him straight into the balls, and gets back on her feet. And she yells at him to tap out, and he says, fuck off, and throws his dagger, which you're also not allowed to do. Um, and she like lifts her arm to block it, and it just lodges right into her forearm, which is, which is not ideal. Um, and Jack comes up fighting again, um, and he throws a few punches some kicks, slams his fist into her cheek, like really beating her up. And then he clasps his hand, uh, hands on her face and she feels like violent, vibrating energy ripping through her body. She knows she's about to die. So she, he's using his powers. And she knows she's about to die. So she reaches into her pocket to grab the vial. And she slams it into his mouth so hard he like breaks a tooth. And his eyes fly impossibly wide. He drops his hand from her face and grabs his own neck as his airway closes. Violet falls to the ground, barely conscious. Jack does too, his face purple. Riddick is checking on her and she hears someone yell like, what's wrong with him? And right before she passes out, she whispers, oranges. He's allergic to oranges. <laughs> the last the last line of the chapter is literally oranges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She wakes in the healer's quadrant and it's dark. So she knows it's later at night and she looks over to see Zayden lounged in the chair next to her bedside. His hair is like ruffled, looking very distressed. And when he sees she's awake, he tucks the blade he was fidgeting with back into his sheath and says, Orange? And that's the end of chapter 23. Oranges are the unexpected character in this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was such a strange choice, but and it, I I really think we could have been better here. Like I really think we could have come up with a better idea. Like I feel like the oranges comment from earlier was like written in once she decided that that was how Violet was going to defeat him. Don't you think it has that feel yeah. that like she wrote chapter 23 and then was like oh i need to plant this seed earlier let me just go to the chapter right before and make it clear he's allergic yeah also at some point in the chapter they mentioned that she has been fighting people and actually winning fairly so i wish she had you know i know he was he was cheating so it's different but i wish she had like been able to actually beat him i am just that's more of i'm victorious yeah, I'm still just kind of concerned for her because we haven't seen her fight anyone and and win without her poisoning them. Um, and it feels like she's going to have to go on the front line soon and fight some people and she needs to get but a little better. Her thing is going to be badass, though, once she gets True. it. True. So um, will you read the opening quote for chapter 24? Yes. I know you don't want to hear this, but sometimes you have to know when to take the death blow, Mira. It's why you have to be sure that Violet enters the scribe quadrant. She'll never be able to take a life. Also from the Book of Brennan. So my notes from this are, I feel like it's time she's got to kill someone. And then I put something wrong with me. That I want her to do that. I was wondering, well, one, Violet kind of hasn't been using the book of Brennan at all. It's been a lot of the intro quotes, but she kind of ditched that book. Um, yeah. Like, it was, seemed really important, and then it hasn't been actually important in her life. And then, two, I was like, is Violet, like, never going to be able to kill anyone? Like, is that going to be her, like, fatal flaw? Like, she just won't be able to do it. She's got to we'll get see. over that. This is not the world for that kind of, you know, moral <laughs> compass. It's definitely not. <laughs> um. Okay, so the chapter opens up right where we left off. Zayden appears to be half angry, half relieved. He tells her that he won't even ask how she seems to know who she will end up challenging each week. But unfortunately, her telling Riddick about the oranges got him the help he needed in time to save him, which sad. I was hoping he died. Um, (laughs) He wishes she would have just killed him to save them all the drama. But then he gets into what he's really upset about. And he says, you should have told me. These men, they always want they always want the warnings. They always want to be in the loop. And you know what? You just can't always be. She's got to do her own thing. They don't always keep her in the loop. I know. Exactly. I know Zayden has a million things she's not in the loop on. Yeah. Why does she have to tell him every... I mean, this was kind of a big thing. But why does she have to tell him every every little thing? Like, hey, I might die today. Like, why does she have to let him know? <laughs> and she says, you could have done nothing about it besides make me look weak. And you haven't exactly been around to talk about anything in weeks. If I didn't know better, I'd think that kiss scared you. But she's so bold and brave. She really is. She will say anything she wants. So he refuses to talk about the kiss. He says, 
I agree that keeping my distance didn't work out so well. And if today's little stunt was about getting my attention, then congratulations, it's yours. Apparently, I can't trust Liam to report deadly situations and Rhiannon to train you on the mat, seeing how easily Barlow pinned you. So as of this moment, I'm taking over. And Violet says, taking over what? And Zayden says, everything when it comes to you. And to be honest, this line was not attractive to me. You know who it reminded me of? Who? Fucking what's his name from Terms and Conditions. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Lance Lancelot or whatever. That was his middle name, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was his middle name. I don't remember um, his first name. It's really not important. It um, isn't, but the the dr- the drama with saying everything when it comes to you, I was like, oh my god, that is yeah, that is that guy, whatever his name. Is. I'm not here for. I'm also not here for the Liam slander. Liam did a great job, and yeah, there's there's a very 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 fine line between being control I, and I hate to even say this I'm gonna say this in the wrong way but like being controlling in a way that's like kind of attractive like in this type of setting yeah. it's like oh he's so obsessed with her and being controlling in a really annoying way and problematic think, way and I think it's a fine line to walk yeah, yeah yeah I in other words like being being protective in a controlling way versus being protective in like a sweet hot way yeah. 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 Like it's like it's like kind of like fun to see Zayden all like neurotic about protecting her because he's like, oh my god, she's driving him crazy. You know, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. so obsessed with protecting her. But there's also a, a line, and saying lines like this are not it's productive. Yeah. <laughs> it's not helping his case. So the chapter jumps to the next day. Violet's on the sparring mat with Zayden. He makes her disarm herself and then starts his lesson by giving her a dagger with an unusually short blade, which he has had made for her, just for her. He tells her that her fighting style is good, but she uses daggers that are too too easy to pluck out of her hands. She needs weaponry designed for her body type. (laughs) Why did you say it like that? (laughs) Body type. I don't know. But Violet declines the dagger. She can only have weapons that you earn. And Zayden agrees. He smiles and says, Exactly. And then he sweeps her off her feet onto her back in in their favorite position yet again, um, pressed in between her thighs. Yeah, this whole demonstration is just to just so she can win the the daggers from him. They're basically just rolling around the mat on each other. And once again, it's extremely inappropriate (laughs) for a public area. Extremely inappropriate. Shockingly inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Any other adjectives you've got? (laughs) Obscenely inappropriate. Yeah, he like has her pinned. She, he's in between her legs and he's like, start disarming me. And I'm like, you basically just asked her to strip you down. Like, I'm 
so confused. But yeah, yeah, they they tumble around. They have some flirty banter. Zayden's letting her disarm him. Um, and Violet claims the loss of the daggers and, and admires their beauty. So each of them have different Tyrish runes that are beautiful, she says. But she isn't sure what they mean as they were part of the Tyrish culture that was lost at unification. So once Ty- Tyron, if that's the right word, became part of Navarre, they got rid of all of their Tyrish culture. So do you think what they me- she'll find out what they mean later? And they'll be like something th- big with the rebellion? I think so. Me too. Otherwise, I was like, why bring them up? I basically I just said my prediction while asking you your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, yeah, I actually didn't think about that, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting a little delirious. Okay. So the chapter jumps to the end of February and then end of March. The past two months have been nothing but endless training with Zayden and Imogen, who are pushing her to her limits, which she is grateful for. She's getting stronger, but still no signet. It's the end of March, and she's getting really nervous about having not channeled yet. Another cadet manifested his signet in class the other day and literally just burst into flame. Which is... Yeah, they're they're foreshadowing it like she's going to have some traumatic almost death experience so we have that to look forward to (laughs) yeah um they're at breakfast discussing the upcoming squad battle and and i we get like some details about what exactly the squad battle entails so it seems like there's five different challenges so one they race up the gauntlet two a wielding channel challenge three a sparring competition four flight maneuvers and five whatever else the wing leaders come up with that year that seems like the most <laughs> the scariest one do you have any predictions around uh do you think maybe Andarna's gift will be revealed during the the squad battle i think there has to be a point where Andarna's gift is revealed in in a large and very public way I, I don't know so if that's going to be in the squad battle or when Violet finally goes to the front lines and is in a real battle, but there's no chance that stays secret. Yeah, I think that the... I have, like, a couple ideas of what maybe could be happening when she can't help it, but she's like, I have to channel the powers and stop time. Yeah. Is like, one... Zayden or her dragons are like about to get killed and she like stops time to save them yeah or like they're out on the front lines and she sees Brennan and she like in panic stops time to she sees Brennan that's what I think yeah you think he's not actually dead oh I don't think he's dead I don't know that we said that before. I didn't know that was your prediction. That's oh, a bold, really? that's a big and bold prediction. I don't think he's dead. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I just... I think <laughs> I I I think there's definitely something up with him. Like we're going to find out more. Like he was a rebel probably, but 
Uh-huh. That or, would be shocking. Oh my god. Or or what if what if the mom found out Okay, remember? What if the mom and found out said he out? was dead? No, what if the mom found out he was a rebel? Yeah, and either said he was dead and he's still alive or she killed him because she didn't want anyone to find out and <gasps> disgrace the family. And that would make sense for remember that random vague memory I have about her being mad about like his things not being burned or something. And it's like the reason she's so sensitive to it is because like she wants to forget about him because she killed him. Yeah. She or like yeah, like Melgren or some someone that she works for could could have killed him for and sure. She like covered it or she's like covering. And they covered it. And blamed it on Zayden's father. Dad. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's that's good, Sadie. We, that's good. good prediction. I feel goosebumps whenever we make a really well thought out prediction. And I think that means that it's, it's going right. to come true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It sometimes doesn't. Remember, Andarna didn't turn into Tarn. So... I liked that one. God, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so Dane says, in order to imagine the um, manage the squad battle, um, I need you guys to get to class, especially you. Looking at Violet, a signet would be great, you know, if you can maybe make that happen. Which is just like an annoying thing to say because, like, obviously she's trying. Um, but Zayden walks up at that moment and butts in and says that Violet will not be going to Coach Carr's class today, uh, which pisses off Dane because Zayden's just always coming in over, over, like, forgetting the verb. Going over his head. Yeah, going over his head. <laughs> and uh, they kind of have a standoff for a little in t- until finally Zayden's like, for fuck's sake, and he, like, pulls out a pocket watch. And makes Violet show how she can move it with her powers. And she does it successfully. And Zayden turns to Dan. And he's like, see, she's practiced. Now we have things to do. And they walk away. And I'm just like, he just really does not give a shit about Dane's authority whatsoever. Dane's just constantly being emasculated by him. It's almost <laughs> sad to see. That's the right word. Um, so I think... This is probably, other than the makeout, one of my favorite parts of these three chapters is this scene as they're walking to the flight field. So Zayden opens the door for Violet to go into her room and change into her flight leathers, which she's very surprised by that he's holding the door for her. And she says, she asks him about it. And he says, "Old old habits die hard. My father taught me. And then he cuts himself off grief in his eyes and Violet changes the subject to help but I feel like this is a moment that reveals maybe his dad isn't so bad you know it's like starting to plant that seed if he taught him to have like such good manners like opening a door for a woman you know isn't it sad that that's where it's come to I know such good manners opening (laughs) opening a door for a woman but I feel like that was the intent like that it doesn't speak that that much volume but it is like the first seed about his father like one it shows that Zayden's kind of like 
opening up and being a little bit more comfortable about just like his casual life with Violet. And then two, I feel like it's also planting a seed that like he was just like a dad, you know? No, for sure. I'm fully on board that the rebels were in the right, but I think things like this are going to start to help Violet see that too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they head out to the flight field and she asks, they're on their way, and she asks why he, why she is getting flying practice rather than wielding practice like the rest of the cadets in her year. year. And Zayden explains the wielding practice is for the squad battle, whereas she needs to spend her time learning life-saving skills like flying since she will have to go to the front lines every so often with Tarn because he's bonded with Segale. So that was like the first confirmation that like what her what Rhiannon and her were suspecting is true that you know they'll be supporting a long distance relationship. Um. So on their way out, they pass the gauntlet where another wing is practicing, and Violet asks Zayden, "Are you sure you don't want your own squads out here practicing?" And Zayden responds, "When I was a first year, I thought winning was pinnacle too, but once you're in your third year and you see the things we do." Let's just say that the games are a lot more lethal. And I'm just like, how? Everyone's already dying so much. Yeah. Also, how much exposure do you get as a second year and third year to actual battles? Like, I don't know. How much time, how much has Zayden actually seen? I have no idea. It was very vague. Vague. So this is where it gets good. So on their way up to the field, they run into Commandant Pancheck and Colonel Aito, so Dane's dad. He greets her so pleasantly, tells her she looks well and that Mira has been asking about her. He's very nice and has a warm presence. Um, and then her mom turns the corner and acts like the ice queen she is. And the first thing she says to Violet after not seeing her for five months is I hear you're having trouble wielding. What a bitch. Um, Just cut her down. <laughs> but Violet handles it well. She keeps her chin up and says that she has the best shields in her year. And her mom basically says, like, yeah, you should. You have the strongest dragon. Like, so unimpressed. Um, yeah. And then... You know, she smiles and tries to, like, soften up a little towards Violet, which she doesn't, Violet doesn't fall for. Um, And her mom says, we're all wondering what powers, if any, you're wielding from the golden dragon. And immediately, Violet hears Tarn in her head say, no, do not speak of it. And so she obeys and says, nothing yet. Undarna told me Feathertails are known for being unable to channel power to their rider. It's why they don't bond often. But Violet handles, um, oh, sorry. And then Dane's dad chimes in and says, or ever. We were actually hoping that you might ask your dragon to allow us to study her for purely academic purposes, of course. And Violet handles this question again with ease and replies unfortunately i don't see her being comfortable with that she's pretty private even with me um and colonel aito's dane's dad says pity and then he explains that he has had the scribes try to dig up all the info they can on feather tails since threshing 
but they have come up with minimal information. He asks if she knows where her father's notes on them were because they can't seem to find them, and they're pretty sure he was doing a research project that mentioned them before he passed. And again, Violet handles these questions beautifully. She lies with ease and says she doesn't believe he ever finished that his research on that, and she's not even sure where his notes are, but she actually knows exactly where they are. But something about Tarn's tone earlier is telling her not to tell them. I was like, I hope Violet runs right to that location and gets the notes. I know. I know. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, they're giving you breadcrumbs for like what needs to be investigated. They're giving Um, you information on a plate. Literally. Yeah. Um, So as they leave, Violet's mother makes a final little dig with glad to see your live cadet soren gale which one thing that i noticed like her mom continues to call her cadet soren gale but dane's dad calls her violet i'm like come on yeah like you can you don't yeah you, it's your daughter but anyway so i know the mom's making me hard to still have my stance that she has like of a a redemption arc i still think that i still think she will i i'm holding on to that but she's making it hard to defend her it's hard because every interaction in the actual book with her is cold and not serving of that redemption arc yeah. but we read that one quote where it showed like some <laughs> slight small amount some of mercy. humanity and we're like maybe maybe um classic children just hoping for the best from their mothers um but she says so she says glad to see your alive cadet Soringale. even if the company you're forced to keep is more than questionable she kind of looks at zayden and zayden says i always felt that we resolved any of those questions years ago yeah so they allude to something happening like yeah. zayden proving his loyalty somehow but they don't get into what and that leaves me with a lot of questions Violet of too. what interactions Zayden has had with her mom. I know. Like, question mark? What? I know. Yeah. Um, so Violet and Zayden resume their walk and they've all left. And Violet tries to like ask the same thing. They kind of like debrief that interaction. Um, and Zayden, you know, expresses his surprise about Violet's relationship with her mother. He didn't realize it was so, you know, fragmented. And um, Violet explains that that was nothing. She explains there were years where she barely tolerated her, like her mother barely tolerated Violet, um, because she wasn't perfect like Brennan or a warrior like Mira. And Zayden responds, she doesn't know you very well then. Which was so nice. You also know that Violet's being vulnerable, being like, yeah, my mom and I don't have a good relationship. And Satan's like, yes. I know. (laughs) He's like, he's like, thank God. Like, that was honestly like an attractive quality for her to not like her mom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Violet does try to ask him about the comments he made to her mother, but he simply says, that he paid a price for his loyalty and when she presses for more he simply says 
boundaries. Which, come on. We don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't let her have any boundaries. I know, literally. Um, so they reach the flight field and are greeted by three dragons. Andarna's flying with them today as well. Um, and the chapter ends as they take off a family of five. A family of five. <laughs> that is so wholesome. That should be the episode title. Okay. A family of five. I loved these chapters. I feel like I was glad to get a little bit of steam and make it like very obvious that Zayden is also attracted to her. And then I really like the interaction with the um, corrupted leaders. Yeah. Yeah. They always give you like somehow more and more breadcrumbs without moving the plot along. Yeah. <laughs> like you end up just building, building questions and we have zero answers. Like literally from the beginning of the book, we have zero answers um, regarding like that plot line. So yeah. I'm predicting I'm predicting because these three chapters were more about her and Zayden and that dynamic that it's going to be more heavy on some of the actual plot. I think she's going to get her signet and I think we're going to actually get some more good nuggets about what's going on in the broader realm of this world than just focus on the school. I hope at least that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. You manifest that. Yeah, in these next okay. three chapters, I mean, we are, um, I mean, we're way over halfway. So, yeah, we got to be getting, getting close, right? Like to at least a little bit of a reveal. I will say that these chapters had the first kind of, you know, she's not like perfect rule follower, but it was like the first moment of her like actively going against leadership you know like they asked yeah, her questions she's officially she, a rebel yeah she blatantly lied so yeah she big. crossed that line without without really hesitating so i think i think maybe hopefully that's enough for zayden to see he can trust her now and tell her everything i want like the chapter where it's just like pages of him like breaking down <laughs> the truth you know we should just do like we'll we see. should just go live on instagram and just read that chapter <laughs> <laughs> hey you know dm us if that's something that you want <laughs> talking to listeners let us know we can we can start live reacting <laughs> that would be funny that would be hilarious so thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to follow us on instagram at gals on topic follow us on tiktok at gals on topic Follow, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, and we will see you next episode and see if some of my hopes come true for chapters 25 through 27. Bye, guys. Bye.